Hello and welcome to That Happens, the internet's only podcast about things that happen. Like what? That is right. That happens. A lot. I make bad choices. That is right. There are a lot of things that happen. That is right. You see, this podcast is going to teach you a lot of things. That is right. One of the things that happens all the time is when people go to a grocery store or some sort of mall and see things and buy things and make bad choices. I don't know about that one, Kevin. Maybe we should maybe we should take this uh, intro again. <laughs> All right, let's, let's try that again. Hold on here. Okay. Welcome to That Happens, the internet's only podcast about random shit. The podcast of the most random shit. It's really random. What happened today? Did that happen? Or did that happen? What if a bunch of people went to McDonald's and had fun? It's more interesting than that. The whole episode, we just sit and talk to each other about nothing. Sometimes it's deep. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's just stupid. It's the real life of the podcast version of the movie Groundhog Day. That's better, huh? That was pretty good. I mean, I like the, the next one. If you want to try it one more time, that one I thought was more you. Yeah, let's try it again. No, no music this time. I think that that's you know. Okay. I mean, it's good to kill time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> All right, go for it. All right. Uh, hello and welcome to That Happens, a podcast about news you can't make up, or can you? I'm Spencer, and Jeff isn't here. In this episode, we'll talk about the new trend in the U.S. as white supremacists and neo-Nazis want to get into the marijuana business, and why the world's biggest weed producer had to lay off workers. Was it because of the Nazis? Yeah, it was. Fuck the Nazis. Also, I ate a salad, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. Kevin isn't here this week because a Nazi kobold ate him while he was wearing me undies. <laughs> It's madness. If you're as angry as I am, email thathappenspod at gmail.com with any stories about Kevin you can remember. Anyway, that, that's pretty good. I'm going to say this seems fake to me. I don't buy that an AI made this. This seems this seems that, like that, a freaking... A, that was uh, 100%. You, that was me feeding it transcripts of the last 50 shows. I, is this how we, is this how we uh, find out that Kevin is actually an AI this no. whole time? I mean, I admit I'm cherry picking the ones that aren't just total gibberish. So, sure, yeah, you know that that's helping a little bit. But yeah, no, that was 100% AI. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know. You have so many of these, and I kind of want to go through some of them. Uh, let's just do. Let's just do one more. <laughs> it's one last one. Last one, you guys. Oh uh, no, we'll get to it. Uh, hello and welcome to That Happens. I'm Spencer Crittenden and I just spent the weekend at Shacktoberfest. It was held in the parking lot of a Best Buy in the middle of Houston. It was a really unique experience, as you can imagine. If you don't know who Shaq is, don't worry. I didn't know who he was until I got there either. But the first thing you'll see after passing through the Best Buy parking lot security checkpoint is this giant 40-foot inflatable of him. It's all there. The big head, the short pants, and that famous Shaqtis jump. It's a really great piece of advertising if you think about it. I had to wonder how long it took to build, but luckily we got to chat with the person who designed it. It took over a month of work, and it was surprisingly inexpensive, about $12,000. Which makes me wonder, if Shaq paid me that kind of money, would I ever get out of bed? Probably not. After the passing the Shackatron... <laughs> We were welcomed by the best two days in Houston-based basketball entertainment since the Three Amigos. The entire event is free, which is pretty awesome. That's pretty. I good, love right? the idea of a Shackatron. I yeah. don't know if that's a real thing. I don't know where that came from, but we need to make sure that happens. Well, that's what the podcast is for. I'm not finding Shackatron. I just googled Shackatron, but it, it what did it? It, it suggested Shackaroni Pizza which was a papa john's pizza because papa john's you know they were famously racist speaking of the nazis being at it again um papa john's is canceled and i think they brought in shack right to kind of rehab their image but i don't know if you were serious about that sort of thing why not just call it papa shacks like who gives a fuck you know like oh john is so important if it's not papa john how will people know what they're eating you know, it's not like you can fucking identify the pizza while you have COVID, you know, wearing a blindfold. It's just like, yeah, it's the one that makes me want to throw up. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. But what's up, Kevin? How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, we got two puppies this week. That's oh, been consuming boy. all of my free time. Small you know dogs are a lot. Yeah. What breed, huh? Um, oh, they are golden retrievers. Oh, boy. Small golden retriever puppies. Yes. That's going to be a mess. It is. It is. There's there's poop everywhere. Oh, boy. You got to crate train them. I that's don't know what, what that means, but you got to do it. That that's That's what I'm doing, but they have kind of upset stomachs right now, so it's not helping. Oh, no. You got to get them that, uh, that rabbit and pea protein food like Jason's eating. That should work. Um, wh- why are their stomachs upset? Just did they get into like the toothpaste or something? I, I don't know. Just from the moment we got them, they had diarrhea. So it's been it's been gross. Were they expensive? Were they free? No, um, got them from a friend who probably did spend a lot of money on them that quickly realized she was not able to take care for two dogs. It was probably like this dogs keep shitting. I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> that that's kind of what I think happened. Yes, pass them off to some idiot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. You know, they'll get over it. I'm assuming they don't have, you know, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what what is it called when you're born with something? Hereditary. The opposite of Maybelline. It's not I, I, the word I'm thinking of isn't hereditary, but hereditary does fit that definition. So okay. very clever. Um, but you know, congenital. Yeah, congenital. Maybe they just have okay. congenital bowel problems. <laughs> this is just life from now on. But you know, uh, uh, a, a golden retriever wearing a diaper—that's pretty cute. That might work. You know, you just gotta like. Uh, you gotta invest in like some sort of like kitty pool that you can like plug up to a sewer or something, you know, and just like let them work it all out. That's, um, that's smart. I'm a genius and I talk about it all the time. Uh, but today we actually, we actually want to talk to you, the listener. Well, not all of you. Um, and honestly, probably not any of you, but if you've tried, <laughs> if you tried the new Arby's pork rib sandwich, we want to talk to you. So if you tried the new Arby's pork rib sandwich, um, you know, go uh, DM Kevin on ins- on uh, on not Instagram. Don't bother Kevin there. DM Kevin on Discord and we'll try and get you in to talk about the Arby's pork rib sandwich. Kevin, you have the Arby's pork rib sandwich yet? I haven't. There, the Arby's near me closed, so there's no oh, Arby's no. near me anymore. So do a quick search. Uh, you know, we don't have to give out the address, but find out where the new nearest Arby's is to you. I want to see how far it is away it is. Because, you know, if it's like less than an hour and a half, um, once you get these puppies dealt with, you gotta you gotta make the trip, man. So the nearest one is twenty four minutes away. Well, there you go. You know, Kevin has people. You could get Kevin. You got to get one of your people to go bring you one of these sandwiches. You talk I, about it next week, I guess. I, I I will commit to before next week trying one of the new RB sandwiches. Yeah, I wish. Uh, I wish I had a person that was this just their job to bring me RB sandwiches because the Arby's that I go to is it's not super far away, but it's just far away enough that's like. Uh, this is a hassle to go to. And uh, the other Arby's that, you know, I don't go to anymore because I'm in self-imposed exile. That one also uh, is t- too far away. <laughs> like, so it's not like that one would be manageable. Um, Kevin has pulled up the real country style rib sandwich. It's 469 calories. Look at that, Kevin. Doesn't that look nice? That looks delicious. I, I have gotta- to admit that does look good. You got a bun, you got these slabs of pork meat. They don't have bones, but they're these, you know, rib sized slabs of meat. Um, you can see there's kind of like texture on them from like the, the, the grill. Cause at, at some point these were presumably, you know, cooked properly as opposed to just microwaved or something. I don't know. It's got fried onion straws or rings or some shit on it. 
slice of of uh, American cheese and oh baby you know it's doused in that barbecue sauce and it's really it's really good oh it says natural cheddar come on that's not natural cheddar natural cheddar America you can't you can't have American cheese and call it natural cheddar that's insane um scroll back down I want to see more lies about the sandwich uh what's included Oh, that's just the toasted bun. It's not a toasted bun. Not true. But did you sneeze? What was that? That was a cough. Oh, it just like it, through the Zoom, you know, you got the noise canceling and shit. And there was just this little like, Hoop! like, and that's all I heard. And so I was like, wait, what? I thought you were like hooting and hollering or something. Um, I get really excited about cheddar and I was so disappointed. Yeah. That's true, man. You live you live in the fucking cheese belt. Is that what it's called? It is cheese now, basket? yeah. We should call it the cheese basket. So what do you think? You think anyone's gonna DM you to talk about talk about the uh, RB sandwich or you think we're dead in the water there? No, nobody has yet. All right. Well we'll put out we'll put out the call next week too. If you wanna okay. get the if you wanna get the RB sandwich, if you're listening to this, you know, not live, you're like, wow, the Arby's uh rib sandwich you know get it we'll talk about it i want to talk to you about the sandwich that's what we should do from now on we should assign that's the podcast we assign a sandwich and then you call in and we discuss the sandwich and that's the show and um what would be a good good name for that podcast how do we shoehorn sandwich or some sort of related pun into you know that happens that sandwich yeah that that, that sounds pretty good yeah pretty good not bad could be worse oh boy i don't know i'm, I'm trying believe... to uber an arby's sandwich right now but this says there's no delivery people available oh boy yeah well that, that that's one of the things i think a lot about uh living in you know an incredibly populous and dense area you know southern california la really dense there's always fucking rideshare drivers and shit everywhere but it's hard to imagine how those excuse me how those services work um when you're not in this fucking crush of human you know human nanomy <laughs> humanity um you know because yeah there might not be any people to, to drive you drive you a nice sandwich you know but yeah i mean in fairness i do live in the middle of nothing like there's cornfields just over the hill from me you know it's i do kind of live in, in nowhere so the fact that we have uber eats at all is amazing to me sure but i'm just saying that's the you know a lot of people live in a situation like that maybe not i mean yeah a lot you know in the grand scheme of things maybe not a ton certainly not like a majority of Americans but you know enough that you could say it's a lot of people I don't know oh Kevin can you guess can you guess can you guess that I don't have anything to talk about today I I kind of got that vibe from you yeah yeah I didn't want to do the show I don't want to do the show kind of kind of like fucking what the fuck do we do gotta get more guests we got a guest next well, week yeah wait do we yeah wait no two weeks two weeks from now two weeks yeah that sounds right um but you know guests are one thing but booking guests that's a whole thing too i don't like booking guests either so you know we're kind of fucked but i don't know so i don't know if i talked about this i don't think i did i went to the dentist uh a while ago i don't know it was more than a week ago and um for the first time in my life and probably in anyone's life um the dentist was like wow it looks like you've really been flossing and i was like wow i really made it you know what a pathetic thing to like hang your hat on but at the same time no one ever says that it's like a trope that you know everyone is always like you gotta you gotta floss more and I had been flossing and I'm glad it paid off, you know, not in any meaningful way, just in the sense that I got a single sentence of praise one time in my life 
you know um but and then i was i you know this is the this is the thing something nice happens and you can sit back and appreciate it or you can really press your luck you know go double or nothing and the last few times the last few times i've been to the dentist um someone who i guess now that i think about it in retrospect was the dental hygienist it was like you got to get a Philips Sonicare toothbrush you got to be getting this toothbrush and I feel like they've told me that three times and so I did and that was part of why I've been flossing because it's like nice to use the Sonicare Philips uh toothbrush and so the guy was like oh you've been flossing and then I don't I just you know I wanted to feel even better I was like oh man you got me hooked on this praise and I was like and you know I got the Philips Sonicare toothbrush too like you guys have been saying and they're like what we didn't want you to get that and I was like okay they're like no that's that can cause gum recession you shouldn't be using it and I was like I'm not I'm not trying to fuck with you here but I've been told multiple times <laughs> to get this exact toothbrush it's not I didn't come up with this it didn't come to me in a dream I didn't wake up one morning and say you know what my life is missing it's not I've been to the dentist a bunch of times and to avoid feeling shamed by the people who work there I was told to get uh, the toothbrush and I got it again because I don't want to feel shamed about it I don't want to come in a fourth time and then say it again like I'm fucking up by not getting this toothbrush you know and they're like who told you that and so in my mind i was like oh it had to be the fucking dental hygienist because who else the fuck do i talk to but i'm not gonna rat her out i'm not gonna go like oh here's what you gotta do you gotta deal with this lady she's fucking she's fucking with your customers you know i'm like yeah, i don't know but i didn't this wasn't my idea <laughs> i i did it because i was told it was something i should do what should I be using? And it was like, you got to use an extra soft bristle manual toothbrush. I'm like, okay, I'll get, I'll get one of those. Um, but he did, he gave me a goodie bag because I was flossing and the goodie bag contained a soft bristle, bristle manual toothbrush, but not an extra soft bristle manual toothbrush. Like, I don't know how that's supposed to work. It's cause like, you think the softer it is, the less it's going to like push between your gums you know imagine like brushing your teeth with like cooked spaghetti or something that doesn't work it's not gonna like get anywhere it's just gonna fall apart um but so that's I don't know I gotta get one of those toothbrushes now probably from Amazon I'll figure it out but uh the other thing though is he was like oh your teeth look really good there's basically no plaque on it and what I was thinking was, yeah, because I just fucking came in here for a fucking tooth cleaning. I've had my teeth cleaned like three times in the past year. It's been a long time since I went to the dentist. So I went to the dentist. I got, uh, I got a root canal and then I got a deep cleaning where they have this like vibro pick situation. That's like some sort of like star Wars weapon. And they, uh, they smash it into your teeth. They gotta numb you for it because it's so crazy but then you can still feel it because the vibration that goes throughout your whole skull you know it just doesn't feel like someone's stabbing you in the gums with a piece of star wars weaponry but and then they said like oh you got to come back in a couple months or something um and i was like uh, teeth clear that's only once every year or half a year that's how that works and they're like yeah but it's been so long that you got to come back and then we'll see how you know how much how fast we got to see you again I was like okay and so I came back and then they did it again they're like you got to come back in like two months and I was like I can't keep coming back every two months to get my teeth cleaned what what the fuck is the deal you know and so that was this time I went in for my teeth cleaning and those times the dentist didn't look at the teeth it was just the dental hygienist doing the cleaning and so now the dentist rolls in and he's like, Jesus Christ, these teeth are fucking clean as shit. It's like someone just cleaned them professionally two months ago. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I wonder if that's what he's seeing there. You know, maybe it's not that I'm flossing. Maybe it's just that <laughs> I got my teeth fucking cleaned three times in fucking six months or some shit. I don't know. 
Anyway, the thing is, the toothbrush, it has these guiding pulses, right? You use toothbrushes? You brush your teeth, Kevin? I do, yes. What do you use? Um, Usually just a soft bristle toothbrush. I did accidentally buy what I thought was a soft bristle toothbrush, but it actually has a little motor in it to make it do whatever it does. But Mm -hmm. I don't really bother turning it on even because I don't feel like it's doing anything. It just it just well, vibrates your hand. It doesn't actually make the head do anything. That sounds like a Quip toothbrush. It does, but it was it was just something on the shelf at Target, I think. Well, you can actually buy Quip toothbrushes on the shelf at Target, so it might True. be. But that's the, you know, Quip is not a sponsor of our show. If you want to be a sponsor, you can. And if you want to be a sponsor of our show, don't listen to what I'm about to say. But Quip has pioneered this new technology where they vibrate the handle and not at all the toothbrush head and so you get the sensation of your hand being vibrated which is really nice and uh and it doesn't reach the toothbrush so presumably that doesn't cause gum recession or whatever i don't know so after i I talked to him then i was like looking it up seeing what the case was and the thing i found is like there's this thing that says there was a study a fucking study saying uh oh toothbrush electric toothbrushes can cause gum recession but the website that i was looking at was like don't worry about it that study it didn't say that they cause gum recession it just said that when people use it they can cause gum recession (laughs) it's a technique thing and it's like yeah but i'm not a fucking dentist i don't know the technique to avoid gum recession so like this website's trying to sell me like oh no electric toothbrushes are fine it's just that you have to use them right and it's like yeah but i don't know how to use them right like no one has gone through and explained the way to avoid gum recession. the website didn't either it was just like don't worry about it it's like what do you mean don't worry about it? there's a study and all you're saying is the study was biased because it involved normal people as opposed to trained toothbrushers people who have been trained in the art of teeth brushing anyway but i like the toothbrush the electric toothbrush it has these guiding pulses you know which quip has as well um where every 30 seconds it buzzes and then it has a two minute timer in total so it's like you start with one quadrant of your teeth which you always hear about the quadrants of your teeth but i never really knew what it referred to because there's different ways to like break your mouth into four parts but what I, but I, <laughs> I read the entire fucking manual, which is a thick manual, by the way, uh, for a toothbrush. And there's a lot, there's a lot to this toothbrush, but, um, I read the manual and it broke down the quadrants into like your bottom, uh, teeth on the back, the back side, you know, the inside of the teeth and then the bottom outside and then the top inside, top outside. And so, you know those are the th- four quadrants you work through them every 30 seconds and it buzzes and then or actually it stops buzzing because it's buzzing the whole time so it stops buzzing for a second to tell you to switch and uh and the other thing it said is that you're not brushing the surfaces of your teeth which i did not know that i thought the surfaces of your teeth which is the chomping surfaces you know the tops and the bottoms is not what you're brushing you shouldn't take any time brushing that and i was like oh, okay whatever and then it says after the two minute timer is done if you want you can go br- back and brush the chomping surfaces but that's not your 30 seconds and i was like jesus christ i'm learning so much that's why you always got to read the manual you guys do you read the manuals kevin you seem like someone who would yes i don't save the manuals though which drives everybody crazy but i read the manuals to everything and then yeah away immediately that's what i do too yeah because it's rare when you read the whole manual it's rare that you find something that's like oh this is so complicated i'm gonna need this later always it's like yeah there's just some buttons you know it's like it's pretty basic shit. but the guiding pulses are a huge part of why um i like using the toothbrush and uh, one of the things was um when i used to brush my teeth i would probably brush my teeth for like three to four minutes because i wasn't counting you know, I was just doing it for as long as it seemed. And then when you have this this time toothbrush and it turns itself off, it's like, Jesus Christ, that was so quick. You know, um, I'll even go back and 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 get a, get a little more done being like, I think I can brush a little bit more. But so like, you know, so now I'm brushing my teeth for way less time. And it's like, this is great. And uh, but then fucking old man Dennis comes through and he's like, you can't be doing that. You're going to recess your gums. And uh so now what i do is 
I hold the I hold the Philips Sonicare toothbrush in my left hand so I can feel the guiding pulses. <laughs> and then I brush my teeth with the manual toothbrush in my right hand because I don't want to fucking be back to brushing three or four minutes. It's a fucking hassle. And it's still not as fun. Like, I feel like part of it is like it was so easy and manageable to use the electric toothbrush. And it sucks to go back to, to doing it manually because now it's like, ugh. I don't even want to brush my teeth anymore like a fucking caveman like jesus christ um but so of course you know i have nothing i'm a lonely person i have no one in my life and so i thought it would be funny to tweet about uh that i'm dual dual wielding teeth toothbrushes you know i thought it was a pretty funny thing and then so i tweet it and some guys like some things should just stay in the drafts folder buddy and this fucking guy I swear to God, Kevin, I know you're rich. You think you could spare $10,000, which is the going rate to hire a hitman? Because I would like to have this guy killed. I would, I would very much like him to die. But, you know, some things should stay in the drafts folder, which is true. It's, for example, true of his tweet reply. He shouldn't have said that. that should have, that's, to me, the exact kind of thing that you should write and go like, I don't need to say this. This is this is making someone feel bad, you know. Um, but he said it. As a result, he must die. Um, but you know, that's that's not me. That's just the universe talking. You know. I, I one time I will hire a hitman for you, just this once. Thank God. You don't want to. You know, that's a slippery slope. Once you hire one hitman, then it's like you're hiring a hitman left or right. You start getting the things in the mail from them now. You know, hey, we haven't seen you for a while. Here's ten percent off your next hit. Yeah, and then it's like after you do the hitman, it's like Can you rate me five stars, please. Anything less than five, I get in trouble for. Um, you're like, oh my god, this dog keeps shitting. I really, really got to hire a hitman for this dog. Um, that's not funny. It's not funny to hire contract killers to kill animals. I think. I think there's a line. And I think that's it, is that it's not, it's not funny. Um, anyway, Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, I mean, I guess it was implied, but <laughs> those, those intros were, uh, were robot intros. Those were AI intros, I guess. I mean, we kind of danced all around it. We, we talked about the generation, of it, but we didn't come out and say it. But you know what else the, the robot has generated is new segments that we can, we can try um so you want to try uh you want to try a new segment kevin uh sure which one would you like to do all right so i'm just gonna read the prompt okay so next up on the podcast we're gonna try out a new game here's how it works we'll throw out a word and i'll say the first thing that comes into my mind it's a new feature we're trying out called what the hell that's it for me I'm going to go take a shower now and get ready to do the news in a couple of hours and by the way i was trying to think of another word to use for what the hell I wanted something that was kind of an all-purpose, you know, kind of phrase. And I thought about shit. But if you start saying it all the time, you start sounding like a kid on the playground. You say, hey, you just said shit. And the kid says, no, you did. You said shit. Then the other kid says, no, I didn't. You did. And it just keeps going back and forth like that for like 10 minutes. And no one really knows what's going on. (laughs) All right. So you think you understand the rules or do you want me to explain them again? (laughs) I mean, I don't really, I'm not sure who wins. Is is there a winner? I don't think there's a winner. I think we'll just have to take turns. All right. All right. You you go first. Show me how this is played. All right. So, so let me reread the rules. (laughs) We'll throw out a word and I'll say the first thing that comes into my mind. It's a new feature we're trying out called what the hell, but you hear that first sentence there. Yeah. That's right, like so throw out throw out a word. So that's I like the whole I throw out a word and the rest the of it <laughs> the rest of it was just a, a fun story. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I'll throw out a word and you say the first word that comes into your mind, okay? All right. Dentist. Bleeding. Okay. What the hell? Right? That's the game. <laughs> I think we did it. So that's okay, so you get two points for that. All right, okay. now it's your turn um avocado no one will ever love me 
All right, you didn't say what the hell, so I get uh, I get I get oh. two points. Oh, okay. Well, okay, sorry. Well, actually, I get I would have got two points anyway, so I guess I get a bonus point. So I get three points. All right. So okay. now now it's 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 our turn. All right, it's your it's your turn to to react. Okay. Okay. Um playground. Uh jungle gym. What the hell? All right, that's two more points for you. It's anyone's game at this point. <laughs> but let's see if I can clinch it. Okay. Um throat. Cat. What the hell? Fuck. Okay. All right, Kevin wins. That I I really thought you would forget again. Um all right, let's try our next new segment. Okay, so up next on the podcast, we're going to try out a segment. We're calling it, well, because we don't really know what to call it, but it's going to be called The Rundown. And in The Rundown, we're basically going to go through a bunch of news and various announcements that are worth talking about. And then we'll wrap them up and hit on a number of different topics. We'll go through today's announcements as well as some other topics that are worth discussing. So let's start with the day's announcements. Today, um, you know, I want to announce that in two weeks, we're going to have a guest. I guess at this point, um, you know, something, who knows what will happen, but you know, as of right now, we have booked for the 30th, right? Which is like the Halloween episode, essentially. Yes. We got Matt Apodaca from the podcast, uh, get played. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. It could be fun to talk about podcasting, video games. I don't know just where'd he come from he's an la native so it'll be interesting to know you know his la story is that a movie la story um what other announcements another announcement we had a guest booked and then (laughs) we got the we got the date wrong and we totally skipped them and so i don't know if they're pissed at us but that guest is maybe not going to come on so that's that's an announcement and a last announcement is i'm trying to get ben meckler on the podcast now ben is a writer uh he wrote for the show god damn it my cat shoot through my fucking uh headphones hopefully it doesn't ruin it but uh ben meckler he he's a writer on kung fu panda the dragon knight it's the new Netflix series that I recommend. I think it's really good. Uh, you know, I love animation and shit, but it's uh, just came out really recently, and I thought it was really fun. I've never seen the 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 you know Kung Fu Panda series. Um, you know, I don't watch uh, a lot of movies, and so I don't watch a lot of family films, kids movies, and stuff. But I don't know. There's been what like three of them, so it's a pretty must have done pretty well. Jack Black is great in everything, you know. Jack Black is fucking Bowser. Oh my god, that's another announcement. <laughs> but oh, but Ben Ben Meckler, he also does this uh this movie bit where he tweets reviews of movies before the movies come out or like in the wake of um like preview screenings. And when that happens, uh everybody, all these news sites are like looking for people's opinions on those movies and so they'll search twitter for like mentions of the movie and then any kind of like opinions they find they'll just post them up on their articles and so you'll see it's just this really shitty article you know articles these days suck because they're written by people who are completely underpaid they get paid like 20 dollars an article now and so everyone is just stealing each other's terrible articles but um there will be a movie there will be a thing saying like oh the joker just came out a preview screening in in huntington beach and fans are are really happy with it here's here's what some moviegoers had to say and then it'll just be like five embedded tweets about the joker and so he just like he uses that as an opportunity to just make up crazy shit and say like that's what happened in the movie um so like it, it's kind of famous i i i kind of want to find them but i don't want to go through the effort right now but for the the joker he said that like um everyone is so hyped on the joker 
that as the movie ended um everyone started rioting and they like ripped down the silver screen and they started tearing shit up and now they're like all like running through the streets wildly and like the tweet was like we're all in the streets <laughs> like they kind of just started rioting after the joker and uh when World wonder woman 84 came out he had a, a, a like he tweeted that like oh man it's a great movie there was suspense humor and an unhealthy fascination with the 1980s toy the koosh ball like and so and it just gets put into these articles and it's really funny uh but i want to get him on he does a podcast called mortal combat or mortal podcast where he explains the lore of mortal combat to uh his guests and it's pretty fun uh mortal combat has some weird lore you ever play mortal combat kevin once or twice yes i have yes yeah the lore is really crazy you ever talk about the lore to any of the people who work there um a little bit i was never really interested in the storyline which i know is horrible to say but that that really wasn't my interest in the game but yeah no i mean my office used to just be right next to john tobias who came up with all of the the lore for all of mortal Kombat and everything and he was amazing he would just sit there with like a sketchbook and just start drawing what looked like fully fleshed out comics just as inspiration to come up with the stories you know he he's an amazing artist and came up with just so much backstory for every character and he just he knew it all off the top of his head it was it was it was really cool to, to watch yeah it's really cool i mean um you know fighting games they don't have the best kind of story and lore and stuff certainly street fighter really sucks but mortal Kombat is like really cohesive like well not cohesive it's really disjointed honestly but it's it's really sprawling and it all connects in various ways there is like a story that connects to all these different characters and stuff um it's not just you know it's not just like from game to game like street fighter kind of is i don't know it all it all connects in a weird way um which you know check out mortal podcast if you want to if you want to hear about it it's really interesting he goes character by character and, and talks through a character's story you know from the first game all the way to the end game the last game including um there's like a time reset where you know a, a big retcon kind of thing that happens so he talks about the excuse me jesus christ the old and the new timelines um but kevin ran off for a second um but while kevin ran off i brought up the the mario movie and I realized that, man, we got to talk about the Mario movie in our new segment, The Rundown. <laughs> so, um, what, what, you see this Mario trailer, Kevin? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of that, to be honest with you. I mean, I, yeah. I like the idea, but I don't, I don't know. And I love Chris Pratt. I just, I think I'm, I'm kind of siding with the internet here that this is not the right voice choice. Yeah. I... I don't know okay so when chris pratt first got announced as mario i feel like i liked him more and i was okay. like hey come on it's chris pratt whatever you know he's a he he's a guy that everyone loves to hate i think to an extent okay and rightfully so i mean he's a, a weird conservative who divorced his wife seemingly because he just didn't want to deal with uh i think their kid um so i don't know even if that was he didn't divorce weird conservative not good um and he tweets like a, he tweets like a conservative not like an unhinged conservative but like one of these celebrities that's trying to be broad and it's like yeah but you're not actually mad that abortion is getting banned and stuff <laughs> like you're tweeting you know like uh i don't know whatever um but you know so i i think i liked him and everyone was really going nuts and i was like in my heart i was like yeah this is this is gonna be bad there's no way it's gonna be good but and i don't think i was like give give him a chance but i was kind of like i'm gonna reserve judgment because who knows maybe maybe it'll be something really interesting maybe it'll be different something out of left field you know but at the time everyone's jokes were it's just gonna be chris pratt as like doing you know it's just gonna be chris pratt's voice coming out of mario <laughs> and then the trailer comes out it's like oh yeah no that's that's all it is he's like maybe going i don't know i think like some people have kind of said oh you know he's kind of affecting like a 
a bunch of fucking idiots have said on the internet oh he's affecting a, a brooklyn accent and i don't even think you can accuse him of that i think he's just being upbeat you know like like you wouldn't just go like mushroom kingdom here we come you know you you'd kind of be like oh you know can we get that again but more energetic you know you're like you're having fun you know and so yeah. then it's like mushroom kingdom here we come you know like i don't even know if that's necessarily like this brooklyn edge that people are trying to like instill maybe it is but i don't hear that like i don't think i think it's like an edge case um but i don't know i don't know man um there's there's a lot of people that are like <laughs> they're like you just don't like chris pratt and so you you wouldn't be happy with it no matter what it was it's like no like everyone really clearly nailed like what what it was going to be and then the trailer comes and that's exactly what it is like that's that's all it is and yeah i don't i don't know like chris pratt i, I love yeah. chris pratt like did you ever bump into him uh, at cbs no you know during community filming no I weirdly, the one time I was there, which was happened to be the last day of filming for Parks and Recreation, just happened to walk into him as wow. he was leaving kind of sadly as he, like, I didn't realize it was their last day or anything. And then he was just so sweet. There were, there were a bunch of kids there for some reason. And he was stopped talking to all the kids. And, you know, that was that was my one encounter with him. And he seemed like he was just the super sweetest, nicest guy. And I love him in everything he's been in, but I just can't get around the fact that when i watch that trailer all i hear is you know his character from parks and recreation as mario yeah i mean like so you know it's interesting to think about the think about him at the end of uh, parks and rec because i don't know what he did if he did anything before that but obviously that was like the role for him that really got him places and so like and i don't think he picked up like a lot of roles you know during that series so it's like if you're thinking about it like oh man this is my break and now it's coming to an end and you know at least i don't know if he lost a lot of weight towards the end of the series or whatever but you know being a schlubby guy it's like yeah like how many fucking how many shows need like how many shows or movies need like a schlubby guy you know um apparently james gunn would have casted him you know either way but i think he understood hollywood and be like yeah sure they'll cast me in this role and i can be a schlubby guy star lord but that's not gonna go anywhere no one's good that's not gonna result in new work for me you know i gotta i gotta reinvent myself i gotta lose weight and be a not schlubby guy and um you know i i thought he was fine in 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 uh in uh guardians i think but i think like it's also like He's playing the same character. That's the thing. It's like, it works. You know, the writing is good. The jokes are good. You know, what he's asked to do is good. It's all fine. But like, that's the other thing. And then he was in Onward. I didn't see Onward, but I got to imagine it's pretty similar. So it's like, he's never had to really go with much range that I've seen him in. He was in the Tomorrow War. I assume in the Tomorrow War, he's more serious because he's, you know, that's like an action movie and he's like oh i i think he's the lead so is the action movie and that's maybe more like a you know a debonair kind of you know maybe you're cracking jokes but you're more high status you're like i got this all taken care of you know not like like star lord the reason why he works is he's you know he's in over his head he's barely managing to make it out and he's he's doing it with his unique weird offbeat low status style you know that's that's what makes that character work um but all these things it seems like it doesn't you know it's not a much of a flex of a range honestly probably tomorrow war is the biggest departure from any of his roles and a lot of roles you know you make them fit the character you make the character fit the fit the actor you know so even if uh, onward or tomorrow war or whatever started one way and it's like oh we're picturing you know chris evans or something then you hire chris pratt it's like oh well what if he's like this what if he talks like this and then you know you kind of you kind of work with the talent to like make it fit you know um but that's different than saying okay so you're mario <laughs> you know okay so you're mickey mouse you know okay so you're foghorn leghorn it's like that's something it's a it's a defined quality it's a defined it's it's a known entity you know um that that you have to hit it's not like 
what if Mario was Chris Pratt? You know, it's like, no, this is Mario. He, he, he jumps and he hoots and he goes, waha, you know, like there's, there's these very specific things that make Mario. And, you know, a lot of people were, uh, worried about, uh, Ben Schwartz playing Sonic, you know, and I think it was the same thing. It's like, well, Ben Schwartz is always just fucking Ben Schwartz. How is he going to be Sonic? He can't be Sonic. He's just Ben Schwartz. But, you know, and I was a little, I was, I was skeptical. I was like, I'm not going to be able to, because, you know, Sonic, Sonic can sound like different things, but it'll be weird to hear, what's his name? Ralphie in, uh, in Parks and Rec. It'll be weird, weird to hear Ralphie coming out of Sonic's mouth. You know, I'm not going to buy it. But then when I watched the movie, I was like, no, you buy it. I don't know what it was. It is basically the same voice, but something about it just, it feels enough like Sonic that it like works. And, <laughs> and I don't think, I don't think that approach works for Mario. You know, I don't, I don't think it would work with anyone trying to do it. Like, oh, you know, we'll just make it work. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was just like, we have to bite the bullet. It's going to be insane to do anything that sounds anything like Mario, you know? Um, so we're just going to, let's go as far in the opposite direction as we can. And that way no one will be all like, oh, it's kind of like a half miss or something because it's like, no, it's just completely not that at all. You can't even judge it on that standard. I don't know. I cut you. Were you going to say something that sound like? No, I was just going to say like, you know, one of the things I, I, I've always noticed is that people are never happy with video game movies ever. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really sure. think of one video game movie that people have just universally loved or not complained about. Like Sonic is a great example. Remember the huge controversy about Sonic when they first showed the trailer and everyone's like, what is that hideous thing? That's not Sonic, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, the original Super Mario Brothers movie is not well liked, you know? Right. And now that the, the Chris Pratt has come out, a lot of people are like, <laughs> like defending the old Super Mario Brothers movie. Like that's like, they should do it like that or whatever, as if that wasn't a huge bomb that, completely uh changed the way nintendo like used its ip in movies you know um but to me it's kind of funny that uh you know nintendo's like no we got to have all this control and then you give them all the control and they're like what if chris pratt is just what if chris pratt is mario just as himself and that's that's who mario is it's like yeah you're you're definitely the you're definitely these careful stewards who can never make the right the wrong move you know <laughs> you guys you guys know what's what what to do i don't know it's just it's it's not not good i mean sonic did look like shit but the movie still functions if sonic looks like shit but it's i think for a lot of fans it was really easy to in their mind's eye picture what sonic could look like and then it's like well why doesn't he look like that you know um I didn't think he was as bad as everyone else, but I, I had the same thought. Just like, I mean, why, why, why do it this way? Why the teeth, everything else? Fine. Sure. But why the teeth, you know, like the teeth could have just been fucking cartoon teeth. It would have been fine. No one's going to be like, oh, I wish the teeth were more realistic. You know, I don't know. And I don't know. I think that change really worked. Uh, it was a huge movie. It's, uh, you know, there's still the people that didn't that didn't like it and didn't like Ben Schwartz and stuff, but massive success. Sonic One and Sonic Two are like the biggest video game movies ever made, the most successful movies ever made by a huge margin. Um, and Mario will probably beat them. That's what's sad is like, and I don't expect they'll recast Chris Pratt, which uh, maybe they should. I don't know. You know again like i don't know how you actually do it right so if you're going to recast it you got to do it right and if you can't do it right then why bother recasting right but i don't know i also haven't seen you know again i haven't seen onward but i haven't seen evidence that chris pratt's a particularly good voice actor um which is a different thing than acting like you know in uh in parks and rec i think he was a pretty physical kind of guy like i think like his physicality was part of what made the character work and um you can't rely on physical physicality um i think one of the problems with disenchanted is um that two of the three male or two of the three leads um the princess and then the demon are played by abby jacobson right and then um andre uh eric andre and um I they've gotten better over the seasons, but they just they don't sound like voice actors. They're mumbling, they're quiet, 
they're they're not like it, you just it sounds it sounds wrong like it sounds fake it doesn't sound like a cartoon like you watch the simpsons and it all sounds normal it sounds like a cartoon and then you watch yeah. disenchantment uh, disenchanted and it's like what is she even saying why every every time she says a sentence like half the time she like like gets away from the camera and just kind of mumbles to herself it's like that doesn't work in um animation the way it works in live action like if you're like if you start to say something and then you lose your confidence and then you kind of withdraw a little bit and then say something under your breath that can work really well you know but it just doesn't and eric uh, eric andre was the same way he was just always like well you know it's like that's not what cartoons are cartoons are people that are in real life if they sound like that you'd be like what the fuck are you doing are you on like are you on meth or something because it's so over the top but because all you have is your voice you know you need to really be over the top you need to be exaggerated in a way that's not realistic and so like that's kind of the opposite of of live action acting because you don't want to be too over the top too arch you know because that's that's seen as bad acting that's that's what you're taught to not do so you kind of have to work against your your normal acting as instincts to do good voice acting and i don't know this is like that's kind of a separate rant but I always imagine that Chris Pratt's probably the same way. And then hearing him in the, in the trailer, which, you know, we didn't get a chance to hear very much of him. Let's be real, but it, it sounded just like, yeah, he just doesn't know how to do it. Whereas you hear Bowser, Bowser sounds fucking amazing. You know, it's Jack Black, but Jack Black's done a lot of voice acting. You know, Charlie Kelly's also done a lot of voice acting and, you know, you didn't hear Keegan, um, but he's, he's also good at voice acting. He's done voice acting too. So it's like, I trust those it's also like i don't know honestly luigi sounded a little weird just because it's like yeah that's just charlie kelly but at least like the voice acting sounded right in a way that chris pratt just found it felt like a first take or something it really didn't feel like something you'd want to see in the movie so why do you think the reception for ryan reynolds in detective pikachu was so good when he was basically just playing himself is it just he playing himself is more cartoony uh no i i think like I think Ryan Reynolds always plays to type. Like, I don't, I think he also hasn't like had to go, like had to act in a range, but he's more of a character actor. Whereas Chris Pratt is being pitched more as like an every man, a leading man kind of type, you know, whereas like Ryan Reynolds can lead, but he leads as this Ryan Reynolds type, you know, that's how you, that's how you'd write the part. You'd say like a Ryan Reynolds type, whereas Chris Pratt, you wouldn't write a Chris Pratt type in the, you know, star Lord, you wouldn't write a Chris Pratt type, you know, it's just, he just got the role. Um, so like, just, he, I, w- I never would have ever thought Ryan Reynolds, if I was writing for Pikachu, would you, but no. it worked somehow. Well, I mean, the thing is they really hung a lantern on it. Um, they said like, we're, we're going to like, isn't it crazy how Pikachu is, is Ryan Reynolds. And that's like the whole movie. Like, like it is really weird that Pikachu is talking at all. It's weird that the Pokemon's talking and it's weird that it sounds like Ryan Reynolds, but then it's like, well, he's a detective. So if he's like a hard boiled detective and it's Ryan Reynolds being kind of like, you know, doing a character, it's like, oh, it's like funny. It's like Ryan Reynolds as a detective, but it's a Pikachu. And then, you know, spoilers for detective Pikachu, but the whole reason he sounds like he sounds like Ryan Reynolds is because Ryan Reynolds was the kid's dad and he got turned into a Pikachu. So it's like the whole plot of the movie resolves around making that make sense because it inherently doesn't make sense. And when you see it, you're like, this is so weird. This is so at odds that it like it works as it has its own momentum like it works as its own thing so i I don't think it's just like you know if we saw you know like pokemon the movie pokemon the first movie came out when i was a kid did you watch pokemon the first movie yes and um you know it's not like if you saw that movie and suddenly instead of pikachu going pikachu pikachu you know he was like hey i'm ryan reynolds over here you know like that wouldn't work at all but that's like but it's like it's different circumstances so that's the thing like if they if they wanted to make that work they would have had to in the trailer and maybe the movie is like that i mean i don't know maybe the movie it does actually explain it um but for the trailer they would have to similarly hang a lantern on it and go like isn't this crazy whereas what they really did is we got to hide this guy as much as possible. The movie has to have as little Chris Pratt as possible. Um, and so, and I think again, you can sniff that out, even if that wasn't the intent, that's how it kind of reads. Um, 
so so yeah also i don't know i i really didn't like the look of the world like he's he's in the mushroom kingdom and i don't like looking at those mushrooms and then that wide shot of the kingdom i didn't like the look of that either it looked too <sighs> trashy is not the right word because that's like it implies messy but it just looked like a bunch of shit. and it's like i think the mushroom kingdom isn't a, just a bunch of shit. it's these very clean shapes you know these very clean round humps and stuff and I wouldn't say it's sparse, but like it's clean. Whereas that was just like, it was so populated full of entities, you know, like 3d objects. That's like, this is just like a mess. It's just like a a pile of junk when you got like the other scenes, like, you know, Luigi in the swamp or like the Bowser sequence, like those felt, those felt right enough, you know, but, but that, that much Kingdom shot, I was like, I don't know if I want to see a whole fucking movie of like these backgrounds. So it's like, I don't know. I think that's a nitpick that a lot of other people don't necessarily have, but yeah. I Do didn't. you think there would be anything though, that the majority of people would be happy with? Cause I, I think the problem they run into is that, you know, people our age and even younger have grown up playing these Mario games and our imaginations filled in all the pieces that were not there in those eight and 16 bit consoles. I don't think it's even possible for someone to make a movie that's going to look like my imagination felt that game was. And even if they did, it's not going to be the same as yours. Like, is there a winning move for them? I mean, I think Sonic was, you know, a winning move. So I think you have to do something like that. Um, but thanks for bringing that up because I do like want to, you know, I want to say like the, the nature of fandom in, in Heather and Campbell on, was it the, I, I don't know if it was the latest podcast or the last episode of get played um she she said it in a way that's probably way better than i would say it but it's something that i've been saying for a long time and so i really like that she kind of came upon the same kind of truth um but it's but like the way i talk about it is what makes a fan a fan is they have a personal relationship with the object object of their fandom and they have then substituted that relationship with the real thing and they've made it their own they've taken ownership of that of that thing and that ownership is their relationship with it and that is what makes you a fan is you you've cultivated this relationship and then you've replaced that relationship with the thing itself it's like you know it's it's like that you know so like there's toxic players for dark souls for instance and um dark souls players might be like oh if you do that that's cheating it's like that's not you're not really playing dark souls because it's like of course they're really playing dark souls you can't you could pop open the disc drawer there's dark souls right there they're playing it They're, they're really playing dark souls but what they're saying is my relationship with dark souls doesn't include that and so it's not true it's not authentic it's not my relationship with dark souls so what they're doing is they're replacing their relationship with the thing with the actual thing and then they're gatekeeping that because what they're gatekeeping is their own relationship with it and in a way themselves because they're identifying themselves through that relationship and so if someone else has a different relationship with that and they talk about it it feels like an attack on you because it's like but that's not that's not what i like are you saying i'm liking the wrong thing i'm being attacked and 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 so but then again you kind of replace that again so it's like you're attacking what it is you're not doing it the right way you're you don't know what's good about this thing because what they're really doing is kind of introducing insecurity in your relationship with that thing but you might not lack the ability to understand it and so you're like no that's not real you're not a real you know that's that's where the kind of fake gamer girl thing comes from it's like you you don't have a relationship with it because it wasn't all you had when you were 15 and no one would talk to you because you're an idiot and you uh you made racist jokes in high school or whatever you know it's like because you didn't go through that you can't have it the right relationship with it because it doesn't mean that to you because it wasn't your only lifeline (laughs) and so because it was my only lifeline you know then you can't you can't be a gamer because that would mean all of the terrible decisions i made were just terrible decisions I made and not the essential thing itself, you know, anyway, that's fandom. But on top of that, um, video games are entirely about your personal relationship with the game in a way that other media isn't, you know, like you read a book 
you have your specific images of those characters in your head. You have your interpretations of the plots. You watch a movie or a series, you have your own fan theories. You have your own understandings of the emotional motivations of the characters and stuff. But you're not, you're not like the depth of the journey that you go on as a fan is so much more superficial because you're not interacting. It's not an interactive experience. You're watching it and then you're talking to someone else about what you just watch. You're reading and you're talking to someone else about what you just read. Whereas in a video game, you forge your own experience. So in terms of like identifying with the thing, you identify that much stronger with it because you have a completely unique experience that can't be replicated by anyone else. And and um and that's all you have you don't have other people's experiences so like you kind of have a, a better justification a better like there's a better rationale it doesn't it doesn't make it right but there's a stronger rationale for understanding that thing in your own terms of your relationship with the game that doesn't exist in other media because like it truly is a unique experience that only you went through you know obviously that's a bit of an oversimplification you can play the game almost exactly the same as someone else but you know maybe you'd say yes or no in a dialogue option maybe you die here or there and so you know and also games you know this is game design stuff but games are about evoking emotional states uh by your interaction with them so you know you for instance dark souls dark souls is supposed to be frustrating and it's supposed to be difficult and you're supposed to start with nothing and build yourself up out of nothing and so by the time you're you're at the end you're like i fucking did it myself i'm the best person ever it's not like you know obviously they've designed the levels really cleverly in a way to teach you the game so that as the difficulty piles on you know um you're more and more equipped and so you and you also get more weapons and you have better stats by the time you're at the end of the game so like that that creates this experience of overcoming and building yourself up and 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 achieving mastery over these things but like that like that's all that's all intentional it's intentional it's baked into the game design you know mario is um it's about like free movement and feeling like really light and airy whereas you comp uh, compare like running and jumping in castlevania castlevania doesn't feel anything like that you know and so they evoke these different emotional states it's intentional and um i think like because it's interactive and because it's like an experience that was curated for you and then you explore you explore it kind of I don't know, emergently or something, whatever. I think it, I think it feeds into this, this toxic fandom and all fandom is toxic again, because what defines the fandom is this, this misunderstanding of ownership and this replacement of your relationship with something, with the thing itself that creates this toxic gatekeeping. Um, anyway, I feel like I just blacked out for like 10 minutes. <laughs> What happened? Um, anyway, we Matt. have, we have, we have, yeah, there you go. We didn't do that. When we first started the podcast, I wanted that to be like the ending, but we, Jeff didn't like play along very well. Um, we have this snack. We're not going to try it though, but next week, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the, the prime rib sandwich or the, the country rib sandwich. And we're going to try sour, horrible sour sparks on the podcast. So if you want to try them with us, you know, Next week, come one hand bearing a, 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 a rib pork rib sandwich, the other hand with a Haribo sour sparks. Maybe put some sour sparks on the sandwich. That could be really fun. I don't know, man. Uh, you got any other things to say, Kevin? I I always talk almost the entire show, but you know, is there anything you were thinking uh, during the show or this week that you're like, man, I can't wait till that happens so I can really get this off my chest? You wait until we have 34 seconds left to ask me. <laughs> we got time. No. no, um, no, really. You said you're what you just said about fandom actually really strikes a chord with me because I, I, I feel the same way. Like, you know, I, I think I see it maybe in a little bit different way as you though, because like, you know, when I see fans of something getting upset about something, like I, I feel that like that's a, a form of flattery. Like, Hey, this thing matters so much to me. That it's, it's evoking this negative emotional response in me that you couldn't get out of somebody if you tried, if you didn't produce a good product, you know? Sure. So, like, I, I look at the crazy fandom, even though it's toxic and abusive and wrong a lot of times, 
sort of this pat on the back though to the people making it saying hey you made a good thing these people are that are getting this crazy about it was because you made something this good and i think that gets lost sometimes and i i wish people just could express their fandom in in better ways well that's the thing i like to think that i don't do this because you know i think it's interesting to see what other people like out of the stuff and it's like oh that was your relationship that's not what i like about it but hey it's a big world you know it takes all sorts and stuff but yeah and i think you're right on on some level but also i think you know you just make the most trite bullshit in the world and people are going to be like i think it means this and someone else is like i think it means this and then they'll fucking kill each other over it, you know that's just kind of how humans are but i do agree that you know these strong emotional reactions you know they only result because they they're really they're really personally identifying with that thing you know which you know is something to be proud of but that's our time today thanks for tuning in the show the show that i didn't want to do hey will we be here next week maybe not who knows maybe i'll well actually not do it I probably wouldn't have done this show except I didn't like really settle on not wanting to do it until like today and I was like I don't want to fucking make Kevin figure that out but what's what's up next Kevin um up next is that TV show that we can't mention by name that Shrub and Dan and Ryan Ridley and Jack Black and a bunch of other people worked on uh after that is real life sci-fi and then we're going to show a repeat of shock feature theater which is something we don't show very often on here which awesome rob shrop made rob shrop shrop i can't that doesn't work um anyway uh i have a patreon patreon.com slash the sixler uh join the patreon you get access to the discord if you join the discord i'll teach you how to play magic uh i've been teaching people in discord how to play magic it's been a lot of fun everyone's playing magic arena together uh it's awesome uh you know I don't I wouldn't say it costs a lot of money to get someone to teach you how to play magic, but I will say I'm pretty good at teaching people how to play magic. Um so if that's something you've been interested in, pretty cheap price tag. Give me five dollars, you know, learn a month, fuck off, you know, you can take your money back after that. It's all fine. You know, it could be fun. Anyway, uh is there is there an ending? Did we did we get an ending for, for yeah, these or not? I don't, I don't the think there's any ending. Um prompts, right? Yeah there's five of them there's five of them oh what are you oh yeah 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 okay i'm gonna end the show the same way i do every time by saying we appreciate you listening to our program make your own choices but if it's a decision you have to make don't forget to learn about the consequences we'll talk again soon take care and have a safe weekend and we're just doing the one okay <laughs> good night everybody <laughs>